fightings, wizards, witches, warlocks, sorcerers, magicians, mystics, soothsayers, and the rest of magical and non-magical folk alike. Welcome to another episode of the infamously known podcast series, Have You Seen It? If you haven't listened to us in a while, are a longtime fan and a constant listener, or your first-time listener to the series. Here's the dish on all you need to know. I watch a film, break it up into digestible bites, and give you a simple recommendation to see said film or not. I also strive to help you further make better informed choices in your film-watching journey and continue to grow in your movie buff power. As we continue to grow in our long-term goals to help fulfill the needs and further the knowledge of you, the viewers, I, your humble host, have found myself more and more often spending my time at my local movie theater. As a result, I thought I would watch a few of the latest releases and hopefully get some episodes out of that experience to help you guys and gals get the latest dish on the newest films. This new feature is filled with struggles of love, identity, and magic. Magic. Uh, no, I'm serious. Magic is the one of the key pillars of this film. I'm talking about Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. So let's gather around the mystical fire, you muggles. Yes, I'm doing Harry Potter references to make that demographic feel more comfortable on this episode. And for the rest of my dear listeners, I'll give you all enough context to have fun as we listen. So all aboard the magical train onto another audio adventure. Er, er. Before we dive into the movie itself, I need to cover some general background info for those of you that may be unaware in order to help you understand what's going on in this movie. For the Potterheads, you know all this, so just sit back and enjoy the recap. You don't need to see the other Wizarding World films to enjoy this one, but they do give background history to the world, how the main characters met, and our worthwhile experiences themselves. So anyways, here's the short, short summary of what you should know going in. Fantastic Beasts is a spin-off slash prequel series to the ever-popular magical series Harry Potter. It takes place in the world several decades before the first Potter film. Sticking to the tried-and-true wizarding world formula, The Secrets of Dumbledore follows the struggle of an evil wizard who wants to take over the world and a band of good wizards who try to stop him. That's it. That's all you need to know walking in. Now I'll give you a tiny little unicorn's eyelash more info so you have a better idea and not feel super duper triple lost in the plot. Anyways, the evil wizard, Gellert Grindelwald, name sounds German, so if history tells us anything, he must be evil. (laughs) I kid, I kid. Gellert is trying to gain ultimate power and influence by being elected Grand Wizard of all the magical world by any means necessary. He'll certainly get up to some nasty mischief if he succeeds, so it's up to the magical zoologist Newt Scamander, Hogwarts Professor Albus Dumbledore, and a ragtag team of both familiar and unfamiliar faces to stop his evil plot, also by any means necessary. Great parallels. There's a lot of fun moments in this film. Magical fights, jokes, and other interesting action sequences are sprinkled throughout. This balance between comedy, drama, and action is where this movie truly shines. Everyone has their moments and roles to play in this narrative, and it's nice to see such a strong commitment to each member of our main cast. Aspiring pastry shop owner Jacob Kowalski's character is always interesting. 
as he is the only person in the team with no magical powers. Despite this, he is a very capable individual and helps Newt and the gang in different ways, while also providing great comic relief in between the intense dramatic moments. Three points awarded to the screenwriting team. There's more screen time with Newt and his brother, Auror Theseus Scamander, sorry if I'm butchering names, building on the bond established in the previous film. And it's great to see. The magical creatures introduced in this outing were scary, looked dangerous, and made me feel uneasy when they were on screen. So five points goes to the video effects team for making amazing creatures that felt organically moving in the same space with the very real actors. Yes, I cannot write a review of a Harry Potter movie without putting references and jokes regarding the films into my review. It's okay, I'll just use an Obliviate spell on myself and forget this whole tangent. <laughs> Good lord, I cannot stop. <laughs> uh, I do have a couple of points of observation that gave me conflicting feelings with how the flow of the plot went. We are doing a spoiler-free episode, so don't worry, my fellow muggles. With the subtitle of this edition of the series being called The Secrets of Dumbledore, Dumbledore as a character has more time in the limelight than the rest of the main cast. With the film exploring his history in the world, feelings, mistakes he's made, and his deep connections to the larger conflict at hand. Don't worry, we will discuss said conflict more in the next segment. Still, it is great to learn more about this character. This film uses Dumbledore and other characters as a narrative device to discuss the general theme of morality. How are the team of wizards different from one another? Are people completely good, completely evil, or in shades of gray? I do like the attempt of exploring this theme more, but it tends to take a backseat to more of the entertainment focus elements of the film. So unfortunately, no points for Gryffindor this time. Also, if everyone is dying to ask me which Hogwarts house I fall into, sorry to disappoint you, but I don't know. I enjoy the films growing up, made some wonderful memories watching them with friends and family, but I never had the desire to do the online personality tests that sorted me into a particular house. One mutual friend from college told me this, Oh, I can tell you're part of Team Ravenclaw, obviously. I don't know what that means, cool guy. My life will continue to go on not knowing and we all gotta live without that closure. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it later. Okay, that was a fun rant that went way longer than planned, but that's fine. I lost my train of thought. You, with the face and the ears and the skin. Yes, the intern who writes my scripts. What's my next line? Uh-huh, that one? Okay. Oh, okay, got it. Ten points to the intern team. They can have all the everything bagels they can consume. I'm not a slave driver with my interns. It's not like they're all singing Deliver Us from the movie Prince of Egypt as they work and the promised land is some weird code word for wanting free bagels. Anyway, the second element of this film that caused me confusion, the magical creatures weren't as important to the narrative as they were in the first two films in the series. I get the filmmakers need to shift moving pieces around in the narrative to keep the balancing act, but the magical animal roles shrank to such a large degree, might as well drop Fantastic Beasts from the title completely. But I get it, it's hard to write an interesting story that is self-contained enough to stand alone, but still have some loose ends for the next entry in the series to keep the overall narrative arc going. Still, I was promised Beasts, so minus two points for Warner Brothers. They're lucky it wasn't more. Thanks, Warner Brothers.
So all in all, this was a fun entry to watch with friends and family and a decent addition to the series, however long this ends up being. I recommend you, listener, to give this film a watch. Watch, 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 watch. That was my last watch. That in mind, here's some details you need to know to help you make informed decisions in your film-watching journey. This film is rated PG-13 with the majority of it depicting fantasy action and violence. Some blood is shown, but it's minimal. So this movie is safe for anyone preteen and up to see, and it's a great watch with the fam. The fam? Guess the interns want me to use the hip, cool lingo trying to stay up on. No, I can't dab in this episode. This is a podcast, not a TV show on CBS. No one can see me do any nonverbal gestures like dabbing. All right, we can all silently dab together when the credits roll. How's that? Does that work? Cool? Cool! The interns love to distract me today, I swear. (laughs) This film is in movie theaters at the time of this recording, but will likely go to the popular digital platforms that you can normally rent or buy films at. Also, this film was backed by Warner Brothers, so I would have even more questions if it didn't show up on HBO Max eventually as well. Or if you don't want to Accio the film from the ether, you can always get it on a hard copy on DVD or Blu-ray. Yes, I pronounce Accio right. Two points for me. Alrighty, let's shift gears to a segment called Fun Facts, where we share additional fun information about the film or the making of the film to help you grow in your magical movie buff prowess. Soon, others will speak of your legend and secret names in the shadows. No, unfortunately, I don't have a magical secret name yet. And that was my last (laughs) wizard reference, I promise. Credit for that reference goes to another podcast I love listening to on my own free time. But that's another topic for another day. So here's some extra behind-the-scenes info about the film. The director of this film, David Yates is a long-term veteran of the Wizarding World films. Starting on the Harry Potter series directing Order of the Phoenix, he's been in the director's chair for every movie since, including the first two Fantastic Beasts films. British actor Jude Law plays the younger version of Albus Dumbledore. He has a wide-ranging filmography, also have played such famous roles as Dr. Watson from Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes films. The role of the evil wizard, Grindelwald was recast to famous Danish actor Mods Milkerson. Mikerson? Milkerson? My bad on the mispronunciation, guys. I haven't heard his name out loud yet. Replacing actor Johnny Depp due to a very heated civil lawsuit with his ex-wife, Aquaman actress Amber Heard. Milkerson is a prolific actor who continues to bag huge roles and can also be seen as Garland Arison in Rogue One, as well as infamous James Bond villain Le Chiffre from Casino Royale. Warner Brothers greenlit two more films in this series under the condition that this one was a success at the box office. This film was also delayed for a significant amount of time during the height of the COVID pandemic, finally releasing in April of 2022, two full years after production was slated to begin. That is long. Lastly, this film caused some controversy, with some countries wanting the film to have some of the material edited out or not played altogether. Why is that, you may ask? Let's talk about the elephant in the room, 
Albus Dumbledore's character is gay, and in the story, he was in love, sharing a brief same-sex relationship with the main villain of the series in their youth. So anything mentioned about that subject matter was demanded to be scrubbed out by certain countries in order for the film to be screened there. So, naturally, knowing this issue would come up, let's take the bull by the horns and let's talk about it. How should representation in other groups be depicted in film? I feel I need to give this statement. Films are an amazing avenue to make wonderful stories of everything that could be imagined, so we, in turn, have the ability to have heroes and characters that act like us, look like us, and more. Also, if you're putting all that work objectively into making a feature-length film, you get a say in what kind of characters you want to put into your film. Throughout history, people have been beaten, jailed, discriminated, and even killed for who they are, who they believe or worship, where they are born, and also who they decide to love. Bearing that in mind, I'm excited for all filmmakers who have the freedom and ability to create a film they're passionate about and have it be the way they want it to be. On the other hand, I get that themes and ideas make people uncomfortable. I am no exception. Having seen some pretty graphic French films for school, at a certain point it became too much. I told my professor I don't want to see those kind of films anymore. So, if you're uncomfortable about a character being written as gay, or any other orientation, then maybe consider not seeing films with the subject matter that makes you uncomfortable. This is a very subjective medium, and others will scream to both extremes of how good and bad a film is, both in quality and values. I'm only giving you my perspective, which is just as valuable as yours or anyone else's out there in the ether. I hope that helps people listening when issues like this come up in the future with people you spend time with and care about. I had been having this convo with friends recently and I felt I needed to say that to someone who might need to hear that. Was that enough heavy stuff for everyone? Good, because we're a about to stop being emotional and start getting technical with the last segment of today's episode, Filmology. This is a segment where we explain a term surrounding a role, equipment, narrative device, or anything else that helps contribute to that sweet movie magic. This week's filmology term is recasting. Recasting is when a character role is reassigned from one actor to a different actor during the course of a production or series of productions. This can happen early on in the pre-production process, when finding someone to fit a certain role in the film, or, as in the case of today's movie, the actor or actress chosen for the role brings a lot of bad press to the film and the studio decides to continue production without that individual. They even recast roles when the original actor is too busy to film said project due to many factors such as time conflicts. Many circumstances can determine a recasting, and it's ultimately up to you, the viewer, whether it helps or hinders the final product. So, I understand this was a heavy episode, we had a lot of highs and lows, but I have an extra 10 points left to give, and I'm giving my last 10 points to you the listener, for being a person worthy of love and amazing just as you are. I'm so grateful to you for taking the time to listen to my tangents and humble analysis. Okay, I gotta wrap this episode since I promised the hardworking interns I would do synchronized dabs with them. Hope you guys had a good time tuning in. Give this movie a watch or not. I ain't your mama. Now you can ask your friends this question. Have you seen Fantastic Beasts? The Secrets of Dumbledore. So I left my arms up and look in a different direction, that's dab. Okay, dab left. Okay, cool, dab right. Okay, dab left again. Okay, dab right. Oh, this is fun. All I do is dab. All I do is dab.